Please. <laughs> you will love okay, it. I, gotta, I have been. You I've will been, love it. I have been on. Damn it. Like we're like. Who are you talking to? Getting into like the third hour. You Dope. know, it's not like it's not like I just. You know, just sitting around. I'm not just. I'm just not a pretty face, Rush. You know, I got some skills. I know you're not. As I, you as can. I lip balm. I tell you what, Rush. I think you should probably well, take some more of these interviews by yourself. Now, don't you know? I missed being there, but I loved listening to you do this interview. So I appreciate you saying that. Uh, just to catch the listener up, if it's not clear from what you just said, there was uh, an opportunity we had to meet with Andy Glaze, an ultra marathon runner who is top of the field in terms of volume. Anyway, uh, but for some reason you couldn't be there. And so I ended up meeting with him by myself and I did not enjoy that uh, nearly as much as you might think I did. Um because I just think it's a lot better when we're having a three-person conversation. But uh, but I was really interested to talk to that guy. I followed him for a long time on social media and on a running app. And uh, it was just really cool to hear about his life and his running and all the rest. But I don't like doing the thing, uh, you know, just by myself like that. So hopefully that doesn't happen again, or maybe sometime you'll be on the uh, receiving end of a one-on-one conversation. And that would be cool to listen to. <laughs> yeah. I need I need to do the heavy lifting uh, and you can sit and listen with some popcorn like I did yeah. and probably enjoy it just as much. Yeah. So here's my conversation with Ultra Andy Glaze, and then we'll talk about it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I wanted to ask you first, just sort of, sort of what's going on in your life. I noticed you, ha- you said you have some races this weekend and I'm just curious kind of what your, what your normal schedule is like and what life is like. It looks like you, um, you know, you, you work for a fire department and is that right? And so what's yeah. your, what's your life like? Um, this week, uh, so I have a race Friday. So, um, before I do like a big race, I tend to like, we call it tapering and yep. I, um, reduce the amount of miles that I, I normally run. So like, yeah, for me, that's like, I'm running like, like about 10 miles a day and just kind of taking it super easy, getting more sleep. You know, I'm running the San Diego 100, which okay, it's a hundred mile race out in the Eastern mountains of San Diego. I have too many questions to ask just about <laughs> running, but I'm really, you know, in addition to that, just more interested in, in, in just ways that I can get to know you a little bit better. What's sure. important to know about, about Andy from very young age. Like, uh, so I'm 45. So like 13, 14 is like when my parents got their first computer Yeah, and, uh, I became like a little, like sort of computer hacker at a young age and, yeah. and got really into computers. Um, and, and did a lot of, uh, computer work all the way into my late twenties. Um, and I went through a divorce okay. and at the end of the divorce, I kind of decided that like, I was done with computers, kind of like one of those okay. like yeah. life changing moments where yeah. like, you know, everything's changing and you're like, well, I'm just going to like reinvent myself. Yeah. And so I started like, um, you know, looking for new careers, I started investigating like all different things. Yeah. And um, 
right around that time, my grandfather, who was a pediatrician his whole life, um, he died. And mm. at his funeral, there was like, like 500 people showed up and they were all his, you know, people that he helped like when, when they were little kids and now they're all grown up and they all came to pay their respect. And a lot of them would come up to me and say, Oh, your grandpa did this for me. Oh, your yeah. grandpa, you know, helped me. And this is back in the day when, you know, the doctor would actually do a house visit, you know, and like, yeah. and, uh, so he had like a really good connection with like this huge group of people and all these people, he had really like, like helped them and like changed their lives. And, and I, and I, at that moment just was like, this is what I want. Like, I want, wow. I want to do something in life that when I die, like I will be able to like, you know, like people will be able to look back and say, Hey, he made a difference. He, yeah. he changed people's lives. Um, and, uh, I had a lot of friends that were firefighters, uh, and they were like, Hey man, this is like, you know, you can be a paramedic, you can help people, you can save lives, you know, yeah. we, we get to do, and you know, they sold me on it. it. It's been a great career for me because I truly have been able to like help people and, and save lives and all yeah. the other stuff, wow. um, that I really wanted to do. What really makes your family happy? If you think about the pursuit of happiness in your family, I mean, you seem like a happy guy to me. So what's what's the pursuit of happiness like in your family? I mean, my family, like, they're like doers. So I think okay. what makes them happy is like doing stuff. Like yeah. um, like we spend a lot of time at the beach, in the yeah. water, uh, like surfing and doing stuff like that. They have all their activities like we just talked about. They love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we like to go on like vacations together and like, like last year we went to Costa Rica, we went and rode ATVs and horses and surfed and did all these, like, they, wow. they like to do, do stuff, uh -huh. you know? Yeah. So, and seeing, yeah. I, I try to expose my kids to a more global approach to the world okay. and not so, uh, you know, ethnocentric, you uh -huh. know, I mean, yeah, I love America just like, you know, sure. any good American does, sure. but at the same time we live in a, you know, a huge world and there's lots of, other things yeah. that go on. And, you know, I want my kids to be exposed to like that global yeah, world too. And, and understand like, you know, it's important to, to, to see other cultures and how other sure, people absolutely. live and, you know, um, right on totally, totally get so that. I try, I try to like, you know, instill that. And then like, you know, all my obsession with hard work and my obsession with uh, doing hard things and all that stuff. Yeah. Like my kids get those same oh, lectures yeah, yeah. that, that I, that I give on social media, like, uh, you know, the importance of failure and like, yeah. you know, yeah, even, <laughs> even just today, even just today with Ezra, who's 10, uh, we were talking, he, he sometimes likes to go to the skate park and he's not quite gotten, you know what it means to drop in. He hasn't yes. quite gotten where he can drop in and he's really afraid to do it. And so we, we had a little conversation today, which actually, which actually reminded me of you. And even now, as I'm thinking about it, it brings a really important question to mind. So I was just telling him, you know, the things that are most worth doing in life are the things, if you can find them, that you're not sure that you could do it. You know, and I, and I was even thinking the other day, and uh, I'm actually talking to Joe about this, is I was asking him if he can, if he thinks of certain things in his life or where you feel like, I don't know that I can actually pull this off, but I'm going to try and I'm willing to fail or I'm willing to get hurt trying because it's important to try to do that. Do you still feel that like this weekend 
do you still feel a, I'm not sure I can do it, or you've gotten to a point, where's that line for you now? Do you have one? Yeah, I mean, and anytime, I, I feel like uh, ultras are so hard. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I think sometimes on my videos and, and whatnot, maybe I, I don't like do a good job of selling how hard they are because you know i'm editing stuff yeah, together sure. to, to make a video but like i get before every hundred mile race and i pretty much only do hundred mile races at this point i get i get super like i've been nervous all week yeah i've been uh like like trying to mentally prepare trying to get myself ready for this because there's a lot that goes into running yeah. hundred miles it is yeah. not i mean i have to um I have to manage my nutrition, my hydration, um, my temperature, um, my chafing issues. Um, I have to like watch the trail and not trip and fall, you know, all these things. And, and and then I have to think about like, what am I going to need to do at the next aid station? You know, drop bags, you know, what I should eat, how many calories I've taken in, like all these things you know, and I do all this like solo, so I don't have a crew and I don't have pacers to help me. Um, and it's, it's a lot. And, um, and I have failed like a lot of times, like I have like, we call it DNF, which is did not finish. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've DNF'd a lot of races. And so I know all the things that can go wrong, not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. And so, you know, before I like drop into that, you know, skate park before I do that, um, you know, I'm thinking about all this stuff and it, it, it just makes me so in, incredibly anxious and nervous. I'm nervous right now thinking about, you know, I, I've done San Diego twice. The first time I fell and I like, I knocked myself out and, um, Whoa. Yeah. I got, I got a really bad concussion. I ended up having to like walk out like eight miles and I was yeah. like all totally dazed. And, uh, I had some, like some, some issues like, um, you know, from that concussion for like months afterwards, really, really, yeah, it affected me for quite a while. The morning before the race, I will be dry heaving and like, uh, just, just a wreck. (laughs) I promise you. Really? And you know, I'll pull myself together. And then as soon as I start running, like I'll start talking to somebody and I'm a, I'm a talker. Like if you come up with me on a race, there's a lot of people have, uh, gotten captured by me and I will literally talk your ear off if you, uh, find me at a race. Cause I'm like yeah. you, like, you know, in this conversation we're having yeah. right now, I will out on the race, I will be like, so where do you live? What do you do? What's yeah. your job? You know, like how, what, how many kids do you have? Like, and I will ask all the questions. I want to know everything like do, about yeah. you. And, uh, I will do it while we're running a hundred mile race or 200 mile race or whatever. I mean, I get, I get really into like finding out about people and, uh, you know, I don't know if you can see it in my face. I'm genuinely <laughs> fascinated just talking to you and i have to really because i know that you know we can't talk forever i have to be selective in what i ask you i'm trying to think carefully about uh about that i mean i really i really do appreciate just your your attitude that you uh that you share in your social media posts in particular in your running the motto uh smile or you're doing it wrong is a striking mix with the pain <laughs> of ultra marathon running that I only right. know by observation. So you have a family, kids, mm-hmm. wife, job, and major running goals that require extensive time being poured into them. 
How do you manage that? Well, I mean, the, the two things. One, my wife and I, we split our kids 50-50. Okay. So 50% okay. of the time, but yeah. it tends to be when I'm at work, we don't have the kids. And then when I'm off work, we have them. Okay. But it doesn't, it's, it's, it doesn't always line up like that, but that's mm. in, the, the gist. Um, I wake up super early and run in the morning. Okay. That's like the main thing. Um, my wife will get the kids up, get them ready and they go to school. And so I, I have that little buffer in the morning where like I can get more miles. Um, and then I, I tend to run twice a day to get like a higher amount of miles. So then I, I run again in the evening after they've had dinner and like, they're kind of winding down. Yeah. I don't know, like an hour's worth of running or something like that, like in the evening. So, so, um, it, because it's really fresh on my mind, re- having read this book to the edge and the, about the bad water and get kind of getting my mind around that. I, I wanted to ask you since you, you ran it, you ran it once, once unsuccessfully. And, oh, okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is, this is going to be really interesting to me. So okay. you ran it once unsuccessfully. So, you know, like part of the story, it, it takes you through the whole race that he goes through. Yeah, uh, and all of the pain and struggle, and even down to at one point, uh, I just actually just finished the book today, so it's really fresh in my mind. But at one point, he, you know, his his crew is back behind him, and he's run ahead of them. And all it's the middle of the night, it's two in the morning, and all of a sudden, he comes into a town, like, a, and he becomes panicked that they took a wrong turn. And now they've gone the wrong way and he doesn't know how far back and he turns around and he starts with what little bit of life he has left running back to the van and they stop and get out and say, what's wrong? And he said, we must have made a wrong turn. And then he turns back around and the town is gone (laughs) because he has, he has hallucinated this town and just that whole, that's a great picture of, just what the whole book kind of tries to paint out. And you, you've talked about this, you've talked about right. pain cave and I'm just curious, like, what was your experience like? So, I mean, Mike, I've crewed it twice and then I, I ran okay. it once. So I, I've, uh, I've done the whole crewing and like okay. um, done that whole experience, which is, which is a slightly different experience than actually running it. I, yeah. I almost think crewing it's harder. Cause you're like yeah. just in that hot ass van, you know, and having to take care of somebody yeah. that's falling apart the whole time. And you're falling asleep in the crew, right? Cause you've got to. Yeah. Like and then I also, I, and then I would also pace too. So like I would run like yeah. seven miles and oh. I would get in the van and then somebody else would run seven miles and then I would run seven miles. So, yeah. Um, but what happened with me, um, it's, it's silly, you know, when I look back on it now, but two things, one, um, you know, I ran that, the San Diego and I got a concussion yeah, and yeah. then literally uh, like three weeks later I ran bad water. So I was still, yeah, I still had that concussion, um, which I think affected me negatively. The year I did it, it was 128 degrees, which is one Man. of the hottest years they've ever yeah. had. Um, and my whole body like cramped up for really? two hours. And I'm talking really? like I've had kidney stones. I've had, you know, all sorts of horrible things happen to me. This was the most painful thing that, that I've ever gone through where literally my entire body cramped from my neck all the way to my toes. And I, and I couldn't stop it. Like I was just literally like, like just oh, completely cramped up. 
And, you know, I'm drinking all this electrolytes, yeah. I'm eating mustard, I'm drinking pickle juice, I'm doing everything. Oh. And it and and it wouldn't stop. That mixed with um, you know, I hadn't peed the entire race and it had been like 12 hours. How, how so, far did you get before the shutdown? So this is at like mile 50. I got okay. to the top of the mountain, the first okay. mountain, and you're about to drop down in and uh yeah, yeah I just uh that was it. Like I, I didn't pee and I, and I cramped and I, I yeah. couldn't, I, I just was like mentally, I just, with that, that I wasn't going to be able to come back for after two hours of getting my, myself yeah. back together. Meanwhile, full sun, 128 degrees, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, you're kind of in the shade of the van, but like, yeah, there was just, by the time I stopped cramping, my body was Whoa. done, you know, and I, we drove all the way home, which was like, probably like five or six hours didn't pee the whole way still was just drinking and drinking really and i fi- i finally got home after 18 hours and i peed when i got home and thank god it was pretty clear but i was you know panicked that i was going to get rhabdo and all that sort of stuff so okay um, so so i'm gonna ask you a question and i can if joe was here he's gonna say this is an insulting question to ask that whole experience and the failure to finish the race how did that affect you that may be like uh, obviously uh it's i have an obvious thought about what that would be like but how did that affect you because that's one of those drop in to the skate right, park yeah. ezra things like i don't know that i can do it i'm gonna really try and all of the variables have to be in place and but i'm gonna pour my life into it and then this happens. What was that like personally for you? If I can ask that. I mean, it was hard because I didn't have a, a whole lot of DNFs before that. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. Are we good? Okay. Sorry, but my wife's listening oh. to TikToks next to me over here. Oh, no problem. Uh, no problem. Uh, no problem. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, the San Diego DNF was, was hard. And then um, the bad water was hard. And then after that, um, I ran Angeles Crest right after that. And I had like, I made it 85 miles and had super bad chafing issues um, and ended up like, I probably could have made it, but like mentally wasn't there. I just couldn't finish the last 15 miles. So I had three bad DNFs in a row. Um, It was hard. I was like, I I, I just went through a really low point in my life that year because I had these three big DNFs and I had to like, this was sort of like, I was still trying to figure out mentally how to handle, uh, ultras in general. Like, you know, this has been a long, long, long time coming of like experimenting and failing. And that was probably the year where I had the most mental challenges where like, I think, um, like mentally I gave up on on some things and and like, I, I could have pushed through, um, it would have required a, a lot of grit and a lot of, um, pain. But uh, I just didn't want to. And um, yeah, so those three in a row. And and again, this I always kind of tie it back to the concussion because, you know, like, yeah, after several months, like um, I felt like I got mentally stronger again. And then Mm -hmm. I did um, after Angela's Crest, I did UTMB um, and finished that, which is a very, very hard race. Yeah. So um, and then kind of got my stuff back together after that. But, um, yeah, that, that was low point. I mean, especially bad water because it's so expensive. Yeah. 
I have all these friends come out and like, you know, help me. Yeah. And that's then, the way a guy in the then, book felt. Yeah. Right. And then like to fail after 50 miles when it's like yeah. 50 miles to me is nothing. Yeah. Um, and we've already spent days out there getting ready and buying ice and doing all that. It was, yeah, that was like, imagined. yeah, it was hard. Um, I mean, I still think back, like, you know, I'm probably at some point I'll go back and finish bad water. Okay. It's just, I, Again, it's so expensive. Like yeah. sometimes for me, it's like there's so many things I'd rather do than go yeah. spend five thousand dollars running through the desert. Yeah, you know, like yeah. go go do a race in Italy or go do a race in like Thailand or something. Yeah. It would be like financially better. Have um, you have you done overseas stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I've did. done. Okay. I, I yeah, I, I've done UTMB three times. Okay, the, I don't know where all these places are, so I'm, I'm picking. So up UTMB on it. is in France, and you run through okay. the Alps. Okay. Whoa. And you run from France into Italy, into Switzerland, and then back into France. Yeah. And and then I've done um I did a race in Japan. I've done a race in China. So uh um, yeah. yeah, I I mean wow. my goal is to run all over the world in yeah. races, but you know, it, it, it time consuming and then cost. Yeah. So maybe just yeah. maybe just Go a ahead. couple more questions. And you can like at yeah. any moment say, Rush, that's good. We I've I've had enough. Um because I seriously, I seriously could keep asking you questions uh, all day <laughs> long. Um, so you, you have these opportunities to run in the Alps, uh, in uh, Death Valley, all, all these beautiful San Diego, all these beautiful places. And I'm curious what is there? I assume there is. Is there a kind of spiritual side to your life and your running? Where are you with all of that? How, how do you take that in? So. <laughs> It's kind of like the, you know, the journey is the reward. Like, yeah. you know, to get ready for all these races, I spend an enormous amount of time in the yeah. mountains yeah. and the hills and the trails and the, I'm obsessed with nature and in all of its beauty and like, you know, all of its glory and everything. And, um, you know, going and racing in beautiful areas is just like icing on the cake. Yeah. You know, it's just like, that's, I, that's just another great aspect of ultra running and yeah. trail running. And I love flowers and I love, you know, when the leaves change colors yeah. and, uh, you know, I love it when it snows and I love it when it rains and yeah. I love it when it's hot and I love it when it's cold. I mean, I just, I love being outside. I, I used to, I mean, I still do it like once a year, but I used to be a big backpacker and I'd go out okay. and backpack yeah. for, you know, a couple of weeks at a time out into the middle of nowhere where there's no cell reception or no anything. and just you know, just take in nature and take in all that, that beauty. And, um, I still do it. I mean, I'm still doing yeah. it all the time when I'm out running, you know, um, every day the trails are different every day, yeah. you know, different, different flowers blooming or, you know, something went from green to Brown or Brown to green. And, yeah. um, you know, maybe you see a coyote or a rattlesnake or, you know, a bear or a mountain lion or whatever. And it's just really? all just yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Uh, and so, yeah, I love, I love it. And I definitely, even in a race, I'm still like totally soaking it all in, you know, these people that tag me all over the world from, you know, I've had like South Africa to, you know, Seoul, uh, Korea. And like, yeah. I love seeing where they're running. I like, look at the trail. I look at the trees, you know, I'm like, you know, look at the lakes or whatever. Yeah. That's to me, that's always like super fascinating. I, I yeah. really, I, I like that. So. It's fascinating. What, um, and I, I really hope I'm not just asking you like all the standard, like, no, no, this has been, this has been a know? very, 
different podcast for sure. Okay. Different, different. Yeah. Joe, Joe's well, love that you one. know, a lot of questions are normally like running based and stuff like, yeah. I just like to talk. That's good. <laughs> I do too. But, I do too. And, this and is, this is, this has been more like, uh, intimate about uh okay. like who i am which is yeah. which is yes cool. uh, i'm an open book so yeah. i'm you know i'm not trying to hide exactly. anything from anybody i'm not like you like you uh thought in the beginning of the podcast like i truly do believe that like the person i portray on social media yeah. is is andy like i'm it, i don't have is, to yeah. i'm, I'm I not i'm not a, i'm not acting you know yeah and it's like i just am who i am and like um yeah so yeah Cool. That's, that's really cool. It and that's it easy why, for me. Yeah. And I'm interested, you know, we're interested in you as a person. So I appreciate that you, that, that's coming through. And, but, um, so, so like you said earlier, you know, most people who do an ultra marathon, they do maybe one in a year and you're like going to be at, or you're at eight or some, something like that. So, right. so what is two ways that I think I can ask this question. What is either right with you? Or what is wrong with you? That this is what you're that you're what you're doing. You're going so far beyond the norm. Why are you doing? Uh, well, I, I mean, I think there's two th- or maybe three things. One, um, one, I, I I really love running. Yeah. And I and, and I really love running far. Yeah. Um, two is I enjoy inspiring people. And probably the most important is um you know, I use, uh, running ultras as a way to deal with like stress, anxiety, and PTSD. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a significant amount of PTSD from my job and yeah. then, you know, just, I'm a human being and, yeah. you know, life is stress hard. And anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Life is hard. Global pandemics. And, yeah. you know, my, my dad died last year and just, oh, you know, sorry. things like that, that, yeah. uh, you know, are out of your control that, you know, really create a lot of stress and anxiety. So, there's a point in a hundred mile race or 200 mile race or whatever, where like my brain just like clicks off and I stop thinking rationally or anything. I just, it's more or less like, I don't know. Like I just, I just think about like how to survive. I think about what Andy needs to survive this experience. And it's like a lizard brain sort of, you know, eat, drink, you know, move type like brain activity. And I find it really, really soothing. I really appreciate it. I I wish I had longer. I wish I could talk to you again, (laughs) maybe sometime in the future, but. Season two. Yeah, we'll do do season two for sure. Yeah, if you're up for it, it'd be great. Sounds good. Thank you, man. See you later. All right. All right. Happy running. Yeah. I mean, one of the big things that really stood out to me was that he was like, the process is the joy. Like that is, that was, that was the prize for him was the, the process, yes. the journey, yeah. the struggle. And I'm like, that is just, that is a mindset. Yeah. That is a mindset that not very many people have. They're saying, no, wait a minute. The goal, the goal is the prize. Yeah. Cause I know, listen, the journey is the prize, which I think from a, from a framework of thinking holistically about life, I mean, that's the book of Ecclesiastes, right? The elite or number one female 
an ultra marathon runner named Courtney Dalwalter talks about what he talked about, which is the pain cave where you're going to a place in the course of the marathon where you just aren't sure that you can go any longer. And the, there's all kinds of experiences of pain and hallucinations and all of that. And she actually says something kind of strange. She said when she's there, she imagines herself wearing a hard hat and having a chisel in a cavern. And as she runs, her imagination is on chiseling away the walls of the cavern to make the pain cave bigger and bigger so that she can explore it, which just sounds fascinating and weird at the same time. But it's, it's exactly what you just said is the fulfillment of testing your limits. Yes. There are a couple of things that you did that I just think it, you know, it is true that that a man of understanding is able to draw out the heart. And and you you really displayed Rush. You did. Mm. The the skill set of being able to really draw out a person. And the way that you framed things, what I really liked was is that you would you would set up a question that put somebody at ease, which I don't really do a- as well. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like jump in. It's like, knock, knock, who's there? I'm here. You know, <laughs> and people are like, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you, why are you asking these questions? What's it? So they're kind of like yeah. disoriented, but it was really cool. You're just like, you know what? I'm just in an effort to get to know you better. I want to ask this question. And you, as I listened to the episode, I watched I watched him kind of talk about stuff to then invite you into how he thinks. Hmm. I, I, even though I, I wasn't there in the room, I could see your eyes and just leaning in because he's, he's such an interesting person. He really is. Well, that's it for today. Our next episode is going to be released one week from today. So make sure to check us out anywhere you get your podcasts.